0: Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Through the book of Isaiah, there's a lot of kind of A a monologue that Isaiah is bringing, or God speaking, Isaiah speaks. And and then every now and then, kind of a history passage is interjected. And that's what happens in chapter 7 here. So here we go. During the reign of Ahaz, son of Jotham, son of Uzziah, king of Judah, king Rezan of Syria, and king Beckham, Wrong place to take a breath. Pekah, son of Ramalia of Israel, marched up to Jerusalem to do battle. But they were unable to prevail against it. It was reported to the family of David, Syria has allied with Ephraim. They and their people were emotionally shaken, just as the trees of the the forest shake before the wind. So the Lord told Isaiah, go out with your son Shir Jashub and meet Ahaz at the end of the conduit of the upper pool that is located on the road to the field where they wash and dry cloth. Tell him, make sure you stay calm. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by these two stubs of smoking logs or by the raging anger of Rezin, syria and the son of Romalia. I just want to pause there because what we just sang, sung, or we just sung, sang, sang, um, English, um, what we just did, we, we, um, we sang how great is our God. And that is what essentially Isaiah is going to Ahaz to say, Ahaz, Don't stress out. Don't be intimidated. And so if I were to say that to you this morning, don't be intimidated by whatever is coming against you. Don't be intimidated. Don't fear the news. 365 times, one for every day. The Bible says, do not fear. Do not fear. Keep your trust in God. And that is the theme of the book of Isaiah, as we've heard from Phoebe and Mike and others, that, hey, don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in manpower. Trust in God's power. So verse 5 it says, Syria has plotted with Ephraim and the son of Remelia to bring about your demise. They say, let's attack Judah, terrorise it and conquer it. Then we'll set up the son of Tobiel as its king. For this reason, the sovereign Lord says it will not take place. It will not happen. For Syria's leader is Damascus. And he goes on to say why that won't be the case. And in verse 10, it says, The Lord again spoke to Ahaz, ask for a concern, confirming sign from the Lord your God. You can even ask for something Miraculous! How cool that God would say to um, Ahaz through Isaiah, "Ask for a sign, and, and and let it be big. Like do do a big one. Ask for a big one." And and Ahaz responds in the way that I often respond. But Ahaz responded, "I don't want to ask. I don't want to put the Lord to a test." I, I, I think that this seems a little bit crazy when you get asked to, to test God and even ask for a miraculous sign from the prophet. What have you got to lose? But so often in my life, I'm like, I don't want to ask because I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to put myself out there because I, what if the miracle doesn't happen? And I see some nodding heads around the room. You know, I just want to encourage us this morning that let's lift our faith. What have we got to lose? Let's ask for miraculous signs. Let's ask for God to do great and mighty things. Let's keep putting our attention and intention in Him. It says here in verse 13 So Isaiah replied, Pay attention, family of David. Do you consider it too insignificant to try the patience of men? Is that why you're also trying to try? Is that why you are also trying the patience of God? For this reason, the Lord himself will give you a a confirming sign. And then it goes into a prophetic word. And in uh, Isaiah, it would have been taken a certain way, but we look back from in hindsight and know that it's actually talking about Jesus. It says, look, and in the NET, which I'm reading, it says this young woman, but in your version, it might say virgin. And it says, look, this young woman is about to conceive and will give birth to a son. You, young woman, will name him Emmanuel. And it goes on to talk about this new um, king. And then verse 18, it says, At that time, the Lord will whistle for flies from the distant streams of Egypt and for bees from the land of Assyria. Anyone else get Guardians of the Galaxy vibes? Like where that doodle, when then the arrow comes and wipes them out. That corner of the room, yes, okay. And so they're whistling for flies. But this is all kind of um, signs of, of the destruction and everything like that. And, and it goes on to talk about what's going to happen and the um, devastation that will happen. But, but chapter we're going to head to chapter 8. Because a lot through the book of Isaiah, it seems to be repeating this devastating message and it, and it continues on. But all through it, there are these moments of hope. When I did Isaiah at Bible College, Um, there was a girl who was in my class and and whenever we were asked, you know, what are you seeing through this? Every single time she'd say, hope for the future. Hope for the future. Because she just couldn't get away from, even though there was this devastating message, this message of hope just kept rising up throughout. Chapter 8, it says, The Lord told me, take a large tablet. You're going to see why it needed to be large in just a moment. And inscribe these words on it with an ordinary stylus. Maheshallah Hashbaz. Then I will summon as my reliable witness, witnesses, Uriah the priest, and Zechariah, son of Jeberechiah. I then approached the prophetess for marital relations. If you're married and you're a husband today, just turn to your wife and say, Tonight I'm going to approach you for marital relations. Um, fair warning. She conceived and gave birth to a son. The Lord told me, name him Mahshala Hashbaz. For before the child knows how to cry out, My father or my mother, the wealth of Damascus and the plunder of Samaria will be carried off by the king of Assyria. What's all that saying? He's saying that before this child can say, Mama or Papa, that this whole situation is going to be turned around. You're looking at it through a certain lens, but I'm looking at it from my lens. And as God, I can tell you that you're not even seeing what's coming. Now, fortunately, he didn't say, before Mahashal hashbaz can say his own name, <laughs> um, this whole situation is going to be turned around. It be about 14 or 15. <laughs> but before he can say mama or papa, it's all going to be turned around. And, and, and this is, I loved what Mike brought out in, in week, whatever that was, week three or week four, where he was saying that, um, as it says in Hamilton, oceans rise, empires fall. Well, we... We, we look around the world and we see it through a certain lens and we see wars happening and, and I, I don't know about you, maybe you're a bit, um, the news cycle is kind of, you're a bit numb to it. I remember in when I was 13 and the Gulf War was happening, I was like, this is the end times. This is the last days. We're done for. 14 wars on and, and I don't feel quite the same when I hear about a war happening. Uh, but God is working through it all. This is the thing that's happening in Isaiah and, and through the exile that's about to take place that I, I won't, talk about that because um consecutive weeks will but through it all God is working even when we can't see it he's working he takes what is meant what the enemy means for evil and he works it for good and he's constantly doing that through the book of Isaiah so here we go we're going to keep going um and I'm going to go to verse um here it is Verse 11 of chapter 8. It says, Indeed, this is what the Lord told, told me quite forcefully. He warned me not to act like these people. Verse 12. Do not say conspiracy every time these people say the word. Anyone got friends or realized that love conspiracy theories? Anyone got friends or realise that they try to avoid? <laughs> well, I've got a... a Dad's little brother. He knows every conspiracy theory. He was telling me about that there is one that believes that that there's going to be reptilians that laser shoot the earth. Um, Yeah, I couldn't wrap my head around it and didn't actually want to. So, um, but they're they're constantly on the go. and, And Isaiah, our world gets completely consumed by them. There's YouTube channels devoted to them and they are all about engagement. And they're all about trying to get people scared and, and so is our news cycle. Isaiah is saying, hey, do not say conspiracy every time these people say the word. Don't be afraid of what scares them. Don't be terrified. You must recognise the authority of the Lord of he- Heaven's armies. He is the one you must respect. He is the one you must fear. He's the name above all names. Amen? Ye will become a sanctuary, but a stone that makes a person trip and a rock that makes one stumble. Again, it's speaking of Jesus right now, all the way back then. he He's going to make the people stumble, the houses of Israel. And we know that that happened, that the Jews, um, they couldn't handle Jesus. He was totally a rock of offense to them. Many will stumble over the stone and the rock and will fall and be seriously injured and will be ensnared and captured. And he continues on. And then Isaiah Follows it up, he says, I will wait patiently for the Lord who has rejected the family of Jacob. I will wait for him. So I wonder if this morning we could be those that wait for the Lord in the midst of everything going on around us and all fear and angst that we would go, God, I know that you've got it. God, and the prophet Zechariah says this, he says, if you turn to God and if you put your trust on in him, who knows but that God might still save you might still save you we want the God will definitely save you if you turn and put your trust in him um but the fact is that because of eternity we know that we win anyway that this life is not all there is and I'm not I'm not asking for an invasion but I'm saying that hey let's get okay with the washing Sarah being smelly (laughs) So that we could get prepared for persecution if it came. Like, I just I think about the things I get upset about. That was a great example. But I think about the things that I get upset about about if people don't look at me the right way and all that kind of thing. I think, Brian, how would you go if you were persecuted? <laughs> how are you going to stand that? And yet it says, "He don't be fearful, don't be terrified." If Australia would have been invaded, don't be fearful, don't be terrified. God has a plan even in the midst of it. Uh, it says, um, "I'll continue on." Because um, I've got to get to chapter 12 in this 15 minutes. That's not right. Uh, okay, I'll just assume that I've got. Oh, that's my whole preach. Okay, I'm stopping there. But, okay, right. I don't know what to do. Okay, hang on. Okay, let's go to. Let's go to. Um, we'll go to chapter 10. No, we'll go to chapter 11. And um, if someone wants to go back and cover 9 and 10, they can. Okay, Isaiah chapter 11, it says this, A shoot will grow out of Jesse's rootstock. A bud will sprout from his roots. So remembering, Jesse was David's dad, but God's rejected the house of David because the kings that have followed David, they've just stuffed it up, basically. And so he's going back to the rootstock. A a bud will sprout from his roots. And and get this, this is so cool. Verse 2 of chapter 11, The Lord's Spirit will rest on him. This is, in, this is incredible because this is a time where the Spirit came upon people to empower them for a certain task, to get something done and then the Spirit left again. But this, the promise is that the Spirit will rest on him and this is part of the progression to Joel that says, in the last days I will pour out my Spirit on men and women, on young and old, educated, uneducated, all the full gamut. And here's the promise, the only pre-exilic promise of the Spirit resting. It says a spirit that gives extraordinary wisdom, a spirit that provides the ability to execute plans, a spirit that produces absolute loyalty to the Lord. He's speaking to a people who are apostates, speaking to a people who have rejected the Lord again and again. It says that the Holy Spirit works in us complete loyalty to the Lord. And I'm so grateful for that because I need that kind of active agent in my life. If I'm left to my own devices, I will go my own way. But if if I have the Holy Spirit, He is willing and working in me to be completely loyal to the Lord. It's like, have your way, God. Okay, do your thing, Holy Spirit. It says, He will take delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by mirrored appearances or make decisions on the basis of hearsay he will treat the poor fairly and make right decisions for the downtrodden of the earth and it goes on oh let me hang on let me go down to verse 6 it says a wolf now it's going from pneumatology which is the study of the holy spirit to eschatology which is the study of the end times a wolf will reside with a lamb And a leopard will lie down with a young goat. An ox and a young lion will graze together as a small child leads them along. A cow and a bear will graze together. The young will lie down together. A lion like an ox will eat straw. A baby will play over the hole of a snake, over the nest of a serpent. An infant will put his hand, uh, over the nest of a serpent, and an infant will put his hand of a serpent. And yes, you know what I said. Um, What is this? Well, clearly it's a return to veganism. (laughs) So we're all going to look forward to that. Now, this is a, this is an incredible moment of, of peace and harmony that the prophet is predicting here. And he's not saying that this is when Jerusalem is it like when it's torn down and rebuilt. It's saying this is the fulfillment of the times. And this is what we're looking forward to. This is the incredible, um, beautiful picture. Um, as many of you know, we're church planting again at the moment. And it's insane. So half an hour before church, I um, have all the kids and I've been teaching teaching them. And I was teaching them this passage about, you know what, because we're talking about creation and we're talking about scary animals. I said, you know what the Bible says? One day you're going to be able to play with a snake. And they're like, Ooh, and, and what's your favourite animal? And someone said a wolf. And I said, you know one day a wolf and a lamb are going to be friends? And, and they were blown away and it was heaps of fun. Let's never lose the wonder and the joy of something that's coming. Let's never kind of go, oh, um, yeah, whatever, you, like the end times. I'm living in the here and now. No, no, let's live right now in the light of this fulfilment of all times where there's complete peace and harmony in jesus name amen all right we're going to take a moment and switch gears but just around your table tell someone what is the most thing the best thing the something thing that you're looking forward to about when jesus comes back when the fulfillment of all times happens when there's that total peace and harmony what's the best thing that you're looking for i'll tell you what mine is uncomplicated relationships (laughs) praise the lord (laughs)